What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision, coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Love Life and All Things Weird. This frog voice is Megan and my beautiful co-host, Miss Suzanne Stoffer. Hello, 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 everybody. <clears throat> We're coming live. And Megan, I think you, I think you sound very sexy. I do. Your, yeah, in your frog my raspy. In <laughs> my, yeah. my Melissa Etheridge voice. Yeah, like um, Ooh, yeah. we might ha we might have to have Keisha um, actually put you on mute if you have some coughing that occurs. But <laughs> right, you're just doing a little detox, be... a little mm -hmm. bit of a you know cold. I did it last week. You couldn't you know just let me do it by myself. You had to mm -hmm. do it too. Sharing mm -hmm. uh, is caring. <laughs> Everything that is times Godzilla. Can we upgrade and destroy that now? <laughs> yes. Please. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all night, boys, shorts, and beyonds. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I am super excited about this topic. Um, like, we were going to go a whole other direction in the month of June, and then I had this, like, brainchild, like, or what is that? What What is that? I, it's not a brainchild. What is it? What am I trying to say here? I had a, a revelation. A, a revelation, a download, yeah. an inspiration. Download, an inspiration, yes. And I was like, babe. Why don't we, like, change it up and get super funny in June and, like, start, um, you know, like, really digging into and getting radical? Because I've been watching all of these videos on YouTube from this guy named J.P. Sears. He calls himself Ultra Spiritual, and he basically has all these um, videos about, you know, all of this kind of metaphysical or woo stuff, and he is hysterical. Like, he really um, just slaughters all the sacred cows and mm -hmm. um like you know he has he has this new video about veganism and like i you know if if uh it's just so funny you guys should check it out jp sears is his name but um so he was my inspiration and then last week we had a couple people on facebook who were talking about take that they were too serious and you know taking life too seriously and what could happen if you weren't nearly as serious and um jackie was saying that one of her uh a little kid used to not say serious he could only say silliest and so we're moving from the serious to the silliest today in our topic because really like i think we all just take things so seriously and i am a recovering seriousaholic myself so. <laughs> that is true, darling. It is you true. Have, and, and, you know, it's funny because even though I'm like the, 
you know, considered the playful one. I have these places where I get ultra serious and um, it's really funny because here's the thing is like um, anything that we take seriously or we make seriously, we create a conclusion and we create a grip on it. And in a way, um, what it does is it creates, it becomes like a persona. It becomes like a mask that we use out in the world. Because like one of my very favorite pictures, and I'm, um, I wouldn't say that I would, I'm Christian anymore in orientation. I, I still believe that there are lots of great energies and teachers and, and things and gifts brought to us. But I, I, so I'm not like saying I, I don't believe in Jesus, but, um, I you don't believe my, in Jesus? I do believe. I I thought I think he's a pretty cool dude and pretty brave mofo, you know, to tell you the truth. And um but my favorite picture I saw in a house uh of Jesus and it was him laughing. And I just had this huge wave of like uprising energy and delight and it's like yes. And we've done this whole thing where we take messages and we make it the way or we make that person the guru and it's like i i and i read somewhere that um it was actually from a historian that actually he was quite disappointed with what people did with his message he's like this was meant to be uh you know this is meant to be information this is meant to to in, enhance your life this wasn't meant to be a religion so to speak, you know, and um, I think that's that was super like impactful for me to see that picture because I was like, I just knew that that was more true than what we'd been doing by like, okay, you're the guru, we will follow you to the letter and then we will be saved and you know, all of this stuff. It's like, I don't think he ever wanted to be a guru. I think he was just sharing a message with us and sharing us with us a possibility. And it's like, so I know, like, one of the things that I do in my coaching practice is, like, I, I tell people, like, okay, so here's the deal. Anything that you're being serious around is a persona. And what I mean by that is it's a mask. It's a it's a defense mechanism, essentially. So when you're in serious, when we're in play, that's when we're connected to the universe. That's when we're connected to spirit. That's when we're connected to all those things. Anytime you make something serious... Um, you literally just constrict the crap out of it. You smother it. And then you become a persona. And we all know them, right? These people who are self-righteous, who like take themselves so, so, so seriously. And it's like, we can't, we can't, we can't even like, we can't even hear them because they're so full of themselves. But we have all those places inside of us too. Well, yeah, I mean, I, they're all around in the world. I think it's really interesting kind of in our political arena. You know, you can see, like, the persona that is politics and all of these politicians who are really stuck in a persona. And you know it's not the full of them, the all of them, but they're so serious. And each side is fighting each, fighting out with the other one, right? It's, like, just so serious. Um, and you can see it in the metaphysical world a lot, like um, a lot of, you know, energy healers and they're very serious about their gifts and, you know, they're clearing energy and they're shoring up their chakras and they're balancing and they're doing all this stuff. And it's very like from, you know, this hush, hush, you know, tone and, um, you know, it's so, so serious. I was 
I was actually asking my daughter, um, Erin, my 23-year-old, the other day, I was having a conversation with her and my 15-year-old daughter, Madeline, and I just had the question for them of, like, do you think that there's anything in the world that is too sacred or too taboo to not um, laugh about or to not have humor around or to, you know, not joke about? And I think that's a really compelling question because there's a lot of, you know, comedians and stuff that really go to, like, really places that you're like, whoa, they just went there, you know. And and I was curious about what my daughters thought. And, you know, they like Erin actually said, yeah, I do think that there's things that you shouldn't joke about. And, um, you know, I mean, she is the more serious one, you know, of the mm-hmm. two. And, mm-hmm. you know, Ma- Madeline was like, I don't know. I mean, I think actually – um, sometimes it can really serve. And I, you know, and when I reflect on that question, like I, I think that there's, you know, there's the, it has to be the right time. It has to be the right setting. It has to create greater, but there is always, I think a time and a place or one moment where bringing levity, bringing humor, um, bringing that play energy is a way to break up the seriousness and the heaviness. You know, we're at, I, for one, have always been very serious about my emotions. I have been very Mm -hmm. serious about it, right? Like, I am sad. I am so mad. And it's very, very serious. And in relationship, I've made relationship very serious. And I think that's probably why I actually chose you, in all truth, Megan, how six (laughs) years ago is that Mm -hmm. you are are such a wingnut, right? You are so (laughs) frickin' crazy, such a wing that and she cannot she cannot not play for long and i and i knew that that was what i required in my life is to have my balance like it's my counter my opposite in that because i could go through life so seriously and you and even in the middle of arguments or fights you'll like say a joke you'll like you'll like mock me you'll like say something <laughs> You'll do a that doesn't face. always go well, P.S., everyone. No, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> but, you know, like, for a lot of times, like, I cannot help it. I just, like, bust up, you know? Just bust up, like, laughing and stuff because I've made it so serious. And I think in the metaphysical community and with consciousness and with personal development, I see it all the time, right? Like, people being so serious about that. And even myself, you know, I mean, I do I do a lot of um, Akashic Record reading and I consider myself a seer. And sometimes I get super serious about it, right? Like, I am the seer. I'm going to see here, let me show you the truth. Let me empower you around your truth, you know. And I, I really have to um, sometimes get a, like a slap on the ass in a way, like playful, like, but just like seriously, like you are too much, you know. Like, let it can go down. We can go down a couple notches, and it'll still be okay. It still might be effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe well and also people when you take yourself too seriously people don't receive that because they can feel the persona in it because when we make something really serious there's a way in which we're trying to be right about something that's actually what serious is right Mm -hmm. so when you're when you're trying to be right about how sad you are 
right? It's like, uh-huh. I am, can't you see and acknowledge how sad I am? Because you want to be right about how miserable you are in that moment, oftentimes, mm-hmm. right? And there, there's mm-hmm. pure, there's such a thing as pure grief. But then there's, when you're, when you are taking it seriously, that is a persona. That is you trying to be right about something. So anything mm-hmm. that is, you're doing serious with, you're trying to be right about it. I'm trying to be right about this is the way, you know? And mm-hmm. <clears throat> back to the question that you asked your daughters, right? Like in, so I've been doing inner work with people, transformation work of all kinds for over 20 years. This is, uh, this coming uh, October will be 22 years for me. Lucky number 22. And one of the mm-hmm. things that I have noticed, and this is over thousands, working with thousands of people, literally. And I, I literally have gone to the depths of the darkness that people have lived in this reality with them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would say that actually there's a time and place where laughing about whatever it is, is actually the step to release it all the way. When somebody can laugh at something, they're, they're, there's a distance that they're getting from it. There's a release mm-hmm. that they're having. And laughter actually is the deepest form of release for the body. It's actually mm-hmm. bigger than crying or any other kind of emotion like that. That laugh, that release of laughter is huge. And I remember in particular this one session where this we were running and clearing. I was doing rapid eye therapy at the time. All this like ancestral abuse, family abuse, all this kooky, crazy, whacked out, poverty, blah, blah, blah stuff, right? And this was, I think, one of my gifts as a rapid eye uh, technician was that I would I would channel sort of the words that would trigger the exact thing, but then I would channel something that was so ridiculous about it that they mm-hmm. would just bust up laughing. And then at that moment, and I learned over a period of time that when I could get them there, that thing was gone. That thing did not have a hold over them anymore, and it could be the worst thing. And anyway, I had just done this whole session, and, and the next thing I was like, okay, you know, everywhere where I've been living with village idiots and I need to continue mm-hmm. to pull the village idiots with me or something like that. I can't remember how I said it. Mm-hmm. And she laughed for like 20 minutes. She had tears rolling out of her eyes. Like, the village idiots. I've been living with village idiots. You know, and it was just the funniest shit. And it was like I knew that that no longer had her. So mm-hmm. anything in your past that's really serious that happened to you, well, you know, I was abused by my father or whatever it is, right? It just means it's not wrong or bad. It just means that you're not through it yet. Mhm. Yeah. Right? If, absolutely. If you can get to the place and I and you and I both worked with people who've had really severe abuse and they actually do get to a place where they laugh about it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how nasty it is because it's all part of this human experience and when we can laugh, we can release. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, I mean, even though our show is called How to Fire Your Guru, I mean, we're kind of talking about our own, our own inner guru, like the one that is so focused on, you know, inner work and like I'm broken and I need to, you know, fix this and somehow I'll get through this pattern eventually and why am I repeating this over and over again and why Uh is this happening, right? Like all of that. You know, and so we we kind of like we hire people like, you know, spiritual advisors and mentors and teachers and gurus and stuff like that that definitely model it for us and certainly, you know, take a look there. But 
I would say it's your own inner guru that sometimes, you know, your own serious, you know, conscious, whatever, persona. It's kind of like the seer persona that I was talking about earlier, right? Where it's like, yeah, okay, that's fun for a minute. And now maybe moving on, you know, move, maybe letting that go. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite things, uh, and, and I, and it, sincerely, like I, I see when people genuinely mean this, but there's something in the metaphysical community that you and I make fun of all the time. It's that in love and light, love and uh-huh. light, everything is love and light. And it's like this denial of potency, of anger, of intensity, of all that life is, right? And it's this spiritual override where we go above what's happening, right? It's like, and notice, have you noticed this, how the voice changes? Like, in, like you know, when people like, um, in, and like we grew up Mormon, right? And so like um, people like bearing their testimonies, like oftentimes, and sometimes it was super genuine and super real. And sometimes it was like, the still small voice. When you change your voice like that, pretty much for reals, you're in some kind of persona there, right? So, and I, I do it with meditation. Like that, that's where I do it. Like I take people on visualizations and, and, and like journeys and I, okay, take three okay. That's right. <laughs> right? And so there's this way. And, and, and here's the thing is partly that tone can actually be used as entrainment and to take people into a deeper state. And I do it intentionally. But there's some times where it is like a little bit of a, okay, now we're going to be spiritual and serious. (laughs) Totally. And, you know, I think it's awesome because Megan and I, since we're both coaches, we totally call each other when we're in coach persona, right? Like, I hear that you are feeling really frustrated in this moment, right? I mean, it's like even it's like even a tone of voice that we use um, sometimes with each other. And I'll be like, you know what? Stop! I do not need the coach right now. You know. So, um, so yeah. And the love and light thing is my favorite thing. Like when I see you know um, people doing that that spiritual override because they're like, oh well things happen for a reason and like what's happening in their body, what's happening in their eyes is that they just want to freaking kill somebody. Right. But they're like, well, it's all good. I think I'm just learning a life lesson right now. And it's, it's like, it is so funny. It's all perfect. It's, it's all, all perfect. perfect. <laughs> you know, as their like innards are like, on fire right so it's like um so yeah we we do call people on the love and light stuff and i think for me because i am such a truth teller i'll be like that is when my clients do it it's like that is complete bullshit you are totally lying right now like what is the truth right now just you know like can we just be with that you know so like earlier today i was in session and she was like well i think i just want to really connect with my mom and so that's why i did biomimetic mimicry is so that i could connect with my mom and i was like uh okay cool but that doesn't really read i'm like truth did you just really hate your mom and oh. she's like she's like oh Stamp. yeah I actually really do. I actually really did. I'm like, so why would you need to keep her close if you hated her? And she's like, 
Um, you know, and then I'm like, could it be that you keep your friends close and your enemies closer? And she's like, yeah. And it was so light. It was so fun. And we laughed and laughed that she hates her mother, that she absolutely has always hated her mother. And that this lifetime, it's her turn to kill her mother because how many other lifetimes did her mother kill her? Right? So it's like, it's, I mean, it's so funny. We're so cute when we do this, where she's like, oh, I think it's just because I wanted to be connected to her. And I'm like, bullshit. Like, you didn't want to be connected to her because you liked her, because you missed her, because you wanted that connection. You wanted to be connected to her so you could control her. So um, <clears throat> so that's an example. And we all have those ways um, <clears throat> that we disassociate, that we totally, like, compartmentalize um, you know, back when I first knew Megan, she would say this thing where she would say, you put ice cream on shit. And I always hated that analogy, but it's totally true, totally true when we do the spiritual override, right? It's like we are putting a whole bunch of ice cream with whipped cream and a cherry all on shit. Stinky <laughs> pants. <sighs> A teacher said, and sprinkles. And on that note, I think it's time for a little breaky break. Come on back if you, uh, if we haven't scared you away from the conversation, uh, come on back after the break because we're going to dive in even deeper into that pile of poo. (laughs) Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? 
This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. Today we are talking about is it time to fire your guru and go from being really serious to maybe having a little bit more play and a little bit more silliness <laughs> instead of serious, silliness in your world. And I um, I think that we have um, a special guest today. Um, I believe his name is um, Mahat, I think Mahat Mabob. Uh, I believe he is from India, and I think he has some things to say about our topic today. Mahatma Bob, are you there? What are you doing, pretty lady? I am so <gasps> pleased to be on your show here in the Americas of the States. Oh, Mahatma Bob, it's been so long since I've talked to you, and I really love it when you call me pretty lady. You are such a pretty lady. I would do almost anything for you, pretty lady. <laughs> Thank you, Mahama Bob. So, Mahama Bob, you, I would call you a guru. Wouldn't you call your, would you call yourself a guru? Well, I've had a bit of awakening as of late, pretty lady. Oh. I would call myself now a recovering guru. Oh, my goodness, say more. I have, joined, I have recently joined a 12-step program for gurus. <laughs> Hello, my name is Bob, and I am a recovering guru. So say more about why it is that you're a recovering guru, Mahatma Bob. Well, you know, I was looking around at some of my friends, and they seem to not have very fun lives. They're not having very much fun at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they're over there, they're standing beside themselves, and they're standing mm -hmm. there in these robes, and they're taking themselves so seriously, and mm -hmm. they don't have no money, and they're just walking around the planet being serious, and like, and then all the people following them, and they're being serious, and there's no fun at all. And, and I you said thought, to myself, yeah, I said to myself, Bob, is that where you want to end up? Do you want to mm. end up in those silly-looking robes, robes, being so serious, and not eating? Like, have you seen the, how skinny those gurus are? They don't even hardly eat. I think they just eat vegetables. I think they're like vegans or vegetarians. You know what, pretty lady? They what? don't think, they think they're not, they're helping the animals. But what they're doing is they're hurting the plants. <laughs> now they're, they're chewing on the plants and the plants are hurting too. And they're making themselves so superior. Because they are oh, yeah. a plant eater. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they're a plant eater, not a meat eater. So you're saying they're killing the plants by eating them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's hurting the plants. 
Uh-huh. I get that it. Is yeah. Truth. That is true. Uh-huh. Yeah. They like to do yoga too, I hear. Do you do yoga, Mahatmatab? Well, you know, pretty lady, here's the truth about that. I ha- I cannot tell a lie. Bob cannot tell mm-hmm. a lie. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. It's, I just could not get behind becoming a pretzel. Like, mm-hmm. I think a pretzel is very good at the hot dog stand, and it tastes mm-hmm. very yummy. But my mm-hmm. body never really desired to be a pretzel. <laughs> but I hear you do that hot yoga. Well, now, pretty lady... <laughs> You have called me out a little bit, but if you've noticed, and maybe mm-hmm. once or twice a year go and pretzel myself up and sweat, so mm-hmm. I can say I am cleansed. Mm-hmm. I am cleansed and I am healed, but it's uh-huh. not very fun, I have to tell you. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't personally like it myself, but we're kind of going off topic. I just was fascinated, you know, I was just fascinated by your personal uh, schedule you know, and your personal habits. So, you know, thanks for, for going there with me. But, like, what would you say to, you know, Megan and I when we're, like, apparently you're on board now because you are firing yourself as a guru. You're a recovering guru. So now how, like, if people are wandering around and they don't have a spiritual advisor and they fired their guru, like, what what then? Like, who, how are they even going to function in the world? Well, that is why I am starting the 12-step program for Have You Fired Your Guru? Mm-hmm. And you can come to my program and learn to, how to exist without a guru. Uh-huh. And, yes, for a very, very nominal fee, you mm-hmm. can come to my Getting Over Your Guru Complex program. Because Bob <laughs> is is undoing that program for himself to achieve greater enlightenment. Uh-huh. Well, could you give us, like, one tip? Like, I know that we could probably enroll in your course for, like, a small fee of, like, $1,995 or something. But, like, could you just give us, like, one tip, you know, if if we're, like, still really poor and hungry and trying to find the funds? <laughs> oh, my goodness, lady. That is, you know, that's why this, there is 12 steps. And actually... <laughs> I think maybe 13 now that you ask. I think this uh-huh. is the 13-step program. It's not just 12-step program for Bob. So mm-hmm. I will tell you one thing, okay? Now, okay. just keep this between you and me and the several hundred thousand people that will be listening here. Okay. You first have to get a mirror and then, okay, now everybody do this right now. Why are you listening? Mm-hmm. This is step mm-hmm. one. Okay. okay. You get a mirror. And you look in a the mirror, mirror. Mm-hmm. a mirror, yes, mm-hmm. and you look in your eyes and you say, you're fired. Who is that man, that Trump man, right? You know that Mr. Yeah, Donald you know Trump. That Mr. that Mr. Trump guy, right? Uh, He's really uh-huh. good at firing things. You're fired. Uh-huh. And he has that uh-huh. little hand that goes out like a little spike, right? You're fired. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing you want to do is you want to get that mirror and you want to look in the mirror and you want to say, hey, you, guru, sacred cow, whatever you are, you're fired right now. Right, You're mm-hmm. fired right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then you have to admit that you are powerless uh-huh. over your guru complex. Absolutely mm-hmm. powerless over your guru, guru complex. Okay. And then... 
that's step two, and I can't. I mean, I'm, I I can't give it all away right now. You see, this is not uh-uh. the venue where I can do my whole twelve step program, but those are the first two steps. Well, I thank you so much, Mahatma Bob. I know you're a recovering guru, but you were kind of guruing right just then. I have to say, and I am, for one, super appreciating my first step and my second step because. I, for one, really appreciate Donald Trump and all that he's bringing into consciousness in the world right now. And, you know, that whole show was really helpful. And the you're fired, I mean, I think that's really brilliant. So I am totally going to be looking in the mirror and saying I'm fired. And then, But I can't remember the second step. What's the second step again? You have to admit that you oh, are yeah. powerless. I am powerless. Mm-hmm. You're powerless. Mm-hmm. I am powerless. You're powerless. Can I do it in an Indian accent? Can I say that too? I am powerless. Exactly right. And in fact, I think it's actually maybe, um, well, I mean, I have to say, our people sort of put that guru thing out there on the planet. So, you know, for me, I feel like um, maybe Indian voice is good because then you can fire all those gurus from other lives that you were, right? I love that. Well, do you have any other words of wisdom for us before you leave us today, Mahama Bob? I know that you are really busy getting your 13 steps all taken care of and that 1995 program. Do you have anything else to to share with us before you leave? Well, you know, there's just, my pretty lady, there's just this one thing that that I feel like I must say, um, what biggest reason that Bob has gone through this program and is creating it for all the people on the planet is that, well, I was tired. I was Mm -hmm. really, really tired. And, you know, I think when you try to be a guru of any kind, it makes you tired. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to be something that, well, you're not. You're over there, standing here, standing there, standing everywhere, trying to be this, trying to be that. And where's the fun in that? Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to go to bed. And so, you know, (laughs) so for every time you want to just go to bed, you know there's some firing to do. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got to get fired in there because you're running on a program, a persona, a fake something or other to try to be something you're not. That is Mm -hmm. what I want to say. That's what I want to say to the people. This is my message to the people. Mm -hmm. Mahama Bob, can I just thank you so much for coming today. I know it was really hard for you to get on the phone, and it sounds like you're a little sick as well, so I really appreciate you taking the time to really share that with us. Do you know how many damn lifetimes I've been a guru? For (laughs) heck's sakes, I am telling you what, woman. I am tired. Of course my voice is not doing well. I am tired, tired, tired. Uh-huh. True that. Cool. Whew. All right. Well, thanks, Mahatma Bob. You heard it here first, everybody. Mahatma Bob giving us the two steps out of the 13 steps for how to really fire your guru and move through that process. The first one that tool coming straight from Donald Trump, um, which I love, you're fired. Wow. Mm. Megan, did you really did were you able to to tune in anywhere mm-hmm. like in, in Mahatma Bob's wonderful message to us today? 
Well, you know that damn Bobby's enlightened as hell, isn't he? <laughs> you know, just when you think like, you know, you've gotten the the message from the from the gods, uh-huh. you know, Bob goes and undoes it and and reinvents himself and creates the next awakening. You got to <laughs> love that about Bob, right? He's one step ahead of the curve at all times. He really <laughs> is. I think the one thing that you really pointed out, though, is that he actually is just becoming a different form of a guru, <laughs> right? Know. It's like he's now becoming a guru against gurus. <laughs> uh-huh, totally. I know, and, which is the nature of consciousness, right? It's so funny. Oh, my gosh. It kind of is that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. like in our community, there's a lot of people that were, were LDS and then they left the church and they became part of the metaphysical world. And they actually just basically changed religions in a form. It's like they're still doing the same thing, you know, and, and instead of um, instead of prayer, they're meditating instead of do you know what I mean? It's like um, uh, it's like instead of like uh, saying the, the the blessing, they're they're um, praying on their food or they're changing the energy of their food like there's a way in which we took some of the and I know I did this for a long time right like one of the principles that I crossed over was this idea of if I just follow the rules if I just could find to check all the boxes of the right things to do that I would be happy and Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that I I took with me for a long long time into the healing world, into the metaphysical world, is that if I just could learn about all the the universal principles well enough, I could just follow them enough, if I just got the right information, if I just got the right tool, if I just got the, if I just got the, if I just got the, then I would be, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of going, well, wait a minute, maybe I can just be happy right now, right? And Mm -hmm. and how'd that be? And so it's like, it's pretty natural to to do that. I think you, you probably have an experience like that where we just transfer the sort of spiritual enlightenment of one thing to the spiritual enlightenment of another, right? It's like, oh, oh yes, I did that kind of work, but now I'm doing this kind of work, <laughs> and it's well, like kind of like like you know, God loves me, um, turned into like we're connected to everybody and everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like or you know, like for me, it's been interesting because it's like, um, you know, God is with me, and then now. I it's like the spiritual realm that I can always connect into the spiritual realm. So it really is kind of a similar um, idea. It's just now instead of it being God and Jesus, now it's the universe, you know, and the spiritual realm. So like I don't, again, it's not like it's a bad thing necessarily. It's just like um, being aware of of that and really being a choice, you know, that you are choosing it and that there's also other choices, you know, and that there's not one way um, with anything and that you can change your mind and not get stuck in something. Um, you know, like the the spiritual realm is like what how I experience it is that it's super funny and, the, and spirit guides and all kinds of angels, they're funny. They have a sense of humor. They don't take themselves seriously. So why do we, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's super funny to think about that way. And, um, yeah, I think we, I think we got one more break, darling. So you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. And we'll be back to talk more about the sacred cows that maybe you'll want to lead out to pasture.
most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to SuzannePStoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. You're listening to Love and Life Thing and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne. And boop, 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 boop. My name is NFAM. Hi. Hi. Uh, and we're back. And so, emphasis on the weird. Emphasis on the weird. Especially right today, now. eh? Right? I know. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. I was thinking, it's like, I've never done this before, but sometime I want to, like, be Bob and be me. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I thought about mm-hmm. doing that. I thought about having Megan ask Bob a question, but I didn't know if I could go back and forth because Bob becomes me sometimes. And then, mm-hmm. like, so I don't know. Like, that would be a good challenge, I think. That would be fun. 
Hey, before we get back into this topic, I do want to tell everybody that we have been on the radio for a year. Our first radio show last year was June 3rd, and so we are coming up almost exactly on a year, which is so awesome. I love it. And we are celebrating. We are giving away, like, um, a present. So for those of you who have only caught a few shows or you're like, oh, my gosh, I've listened to most of them, but I don't even remember what the highlights are, like, this free gift is for you. So all you got to do is download, um, well, kind of go to the link. I'll post it. Um, It's in Weird on Air. We've also been posting it on our Facebook um, sites. Um, But it's theweirdacademy.mykajabi.com. And then on that page is all of our online products. But then you go to the bottom and it says Weird Anniversary Free Gift. And then you can connect in there. And it's totally free. And it gives you an awesome summary a super easy digestible download. It's like a hack for our radio show so that you can get the juicy pieces. Plus we have clearing loops for all of the different areas of your life. Like if you're wanting to learn how to be more happy or be weird or be you or be, you know, good in relationships, then we have clearing loops for all of those sections. So it's our gift to you. Or more money. Yeah, more money and help. Like, pretty much everything you want we have a clearing loop for and so you can just get it for free um and that's our gift to you so i wanted to make sure and tell everybody that um and it should be posted on a to zen as well i'll make sure that the producers know about that too so yay i think that the probably the easiest thing is for them to just go on weird on air and and there's a link that says free gift uh, if you mm-hmm. scroll down the posts, and we'll keep mm-hmm. reposting that for a bit. It's probably the easiest shortcut, or we're going to be posting it on, on our Facebook pages too. So, and mm-hmm. and if you can't find it anywhere, please message either one of us, and we'll get you the link. We want you to have it. We're super excited about it, and I I feel like um it's it, in part it's because I found out that people are Netflixing us which is really awesome. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, like, well, that would be a great way for them to see kind of little, the, the the short version of the shows, and they can choose what show is, like, kind of, like, might be supportive of them at that time instead of having to go through, scroll through pages and pages of materials. So I'm super mm-hmm. excited. And um, we we actually created clearings that are over and above what's in the shows. We didn't just do the clearings from the shows. We actually tapped into uh, new clearings, and um, mm-hmm. I, I think some of those clearing loops are some really awesome stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Cool, darling. So what, I mean, we're going to be talking about this topic all month long, you know, like really, you know, diving in to where we take ourselves so seriously and how can we um, create play and really like like I said before break you know allowing those sacred cows to go out to pasture <laughs> you know so um because <laughs> it's time it's totally time um but in in the last few minutes of our show today um I think we're going to give you a process like so if you guys know or you're aware of those places in your life where you get so serious um this might be a tool that you could use why can't do you want to talk more about that, babe? Yeah, I do. And and given our time, I'm thinking that maybe we should do 
the, give this tool again in our next show um, mm-hmm. so that we can really, so people can really understand it and grok it and, and utilize this tool for themselves. Um, and I want to give credit. Um, this is called a persona interview and it's from gay, it's from the Hendricks Institute, uh, gay and Kathleen Hendricks. And, um, I've modified it a little bit, uh, but it, that's really where we got it from. And I, I really want to, um, emphasize here that anytime that you're doing, you're, something's, you're in the grip of something, um, that is a defense mechanism. That's a wounded part of you. That's a place where you're living in an either or right or wrong, good or bad universe. And, and one of the places that you will see persona come up the most is in relationship. And, um, and how, because like, for instance, like I have a rebel persona, right? It's like, screw authority. And I'm really serious about it. And when I'm in that energy, guess what I attract? Police officers, it's quite amazing, or controlling people, it's fantastic. So our personas call out other personas. So when you're being in, if you're in a victim about something, you're likely to pull out what? If you walk outside a of the... A villain! A villain. You walk outside of the house dressed as a sheep, you're going to attract a wolf, period. So these mm-hmm. personas, a lot of relationships are actually based on persona interlocks. Mm-hmm. They're not actually based on an, an essence like love of each other. It's like one persona, like a like a drinker gets with a codependent enabler, and that's a, a relationship that's entirely based on an interlock and on two personas. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, this is this is a way, this is a process to help you loosen the grip. Now, please understand that personas aren't wrong. We're not even making serious wrong. What we're saying is is that there's a grip and it's holding something in place. And generally, it's protecting something very sweet and very essential to a person. But they, we can't get to the essential power, capacity, or gift of it if we're covering it up in this serious energy, in this constricted energy. So by doing this process, this interview process, we can begin to loosen the grip on what that is for us so that we can get to the the juice of it, the gem of it, the the strongness of that part mm-hmm. of ourselves. Mhm. Cool. Yeah. So, I'm not going to because of the time, I actually just want to do the interview and then maybe we'll um start our next show off talking about this a little bit and going through it a little bit slower. But in the mm-hmm. interest of time, I'd really just like to do it and and show people like kind of the possibilities around it. Okay. So, so I, Suzanne is going to be the guinea pig, and she's going to generously share one of her personas. And then I'm just going to go through a little interview process with her to to see if we can get some insight about this part of her. Well, I would say to be vulnerable, like the persona that's kind of coming up for me to look at is my doer. It's like the one in me that is always on, that's working hard, that's always doing everything, that has to do, do, do. Yeah. So I would say that that's been coming up for me a lot. Um, do we have time okay. to interview the doer? I'm not sure. Let's try. So what <laughs> okay. What could be a good name for her? What would she like to be called? She likes to be called the doer. Yeah, the doer. Beautiful. Uh-huh. So, so what I'd like you to do is when um, I'm going to say go, Okay, and what I want you to do, and even while we're talking right now, I want you to take on the body posture of the doer, the energy of the doer in an exaggerated form. 
I want you to be her full out. And I would like to have a conversation with her. And I want you just to trust everything that comes to mind as I ask a few questions. Okay. All right. So the doer, would it be all right if I called you that? Yes, but you need to be quicker. Could you be faster, okay. please? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on that right away. Beautiful. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, Doer, what's the most important thing to you? To just be productive, to get shit done. There is so much shit to do. And what are you most proud of? I get so much done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, is there anything that you, any regret that you have? Uh, yeah. Like, I, I guess, like, I... I don't know what, like, smell the roses is. I don't know, like, what that means. Okay, cool. And when did you make your first appearance in Suzanne's life? Mm, five. Okay. And um, who did you learn your style from? Who did you learn about being a good doer from? Hmm. My dad. Cool. And... What are you most afraid of? Um, what came is like being nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not doing, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what actually do you want? What do you actually really desire? Like freedom, like space. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what I'd like you to do is just kind of shake her off a little bit. Take a couple of deep breaths. And we have about maybe just a little bit under a minute. I'd like you just to share with our audience any awareness you had. Because the whole point of this exercise, guys, is to loosen the energy of it a little bit by playing with it. And then there's awareness that generally comes through about the role this part's been playing for us. Mm. Um, I just have a lot of sadness come up, actually, like, and kind of like, what have I missed in the process, you know, of, of having my head down and doing, 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 what have I missed um, in the being and like everybody else being? So I would say that for right now. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. So some space, some awareness. Mm-hmm some insight Mm -hmm. and that's what we're looking for with this process and we will play more in this tool and beyond next week thanks for joining us thank you for listening to love life and all things weird megan and suzanne will be back next wednesday at noon eastern standard time 11 a.m central 10 a.m mountain and 9 a.m pacific on a to zen.fm be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.